Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Community Garden Revolution. My name is Mary Huckel, and we're so glad you're here uh, for the show. And um, we wanted to uh, tell you some great news. Uh, Evidently, grocery stores are finally, finally seeing sales soar on produce and, of course, the the fruits uh, that are out there, too. So fruits and vegetables, they're making money hand over fist uh, in the billions. And uh, they also are making money on organic foods. Now, I don't know anything much about organic foods. We don't eat the bananas. We've tried those, and as soon as we bring them home, they turn, uh, you know, bad. So we're not good with that kind of stuff, but some people love it. I mean, love organic uh, fruits and vegetables. We're just not, you know, we don't know much of anything. And um, so, uh, anyway, that's good news because now people are wanting to eat more healthy. And beforehand, you know, people really weren't into that. So uh, now they see because of medical cost that if you go ahead and eat your fruits and vegetables and do it religiously, uh, you're going to find that you're going to be more healthy. Uh, when you catch something or go through a bug or a virus or whatever, you can get past it a lot faster. Uh, I always uh, got ticked off years ago uh, when I caught the flu. I haven't had the flu since the 90s, believe it or not, late 90s, um, mid to late 90s, but for sure late 90s. Uh, I always was ticked off because it cost me money. It cost me money to go to the doctor. It took off time uh, to get well. Uh, then you got wobbly as you were trying to get better. You know, I always got ticked off. So uh, we take the attitude now that we don't do certain things past a certain date uh, in the holiday season, uh, and we find out that we're far better off doing it that way. Uh, you hate to be that way uh, toward people, and they don't quite understand it. I mean, I've been invited to do things, and I say, no, we just don't get around people <laughs> then. And uh, I've had doctors didn't like it. But I found that if I stayed away from the uh, doctor's offices uh, in the month of uh, December, we're far better off healthy-wise. Uh, we already eat our fruits and vegetables. We already like them, uh, you know, when we go to the store to figure out what we want or need to eat. And... Um, we even play play around with it and add some different things to it, you know, some nuts or sometimes they even add some chocolate chips in it to kind of get some more sugar or dress it up a little bit. And, um, you know, change around and maybe of one fruit or maybe two fruits or maybe three fruits in a cup. So I like fruit cups myself. And uh, then we, of course, have it with our vegetables. We want to make sure that we're eating some good vegetables to help us with what issues we've got. And we also like to make sure we have plenty of nuts that are round, uh, not the two-legged ones, but the uh, nuts that you get, you know, like cashews, um, pistachios every so often, um, walnuts, pecans. Uh, you know, we try to change it around uh, so that uh, we have a healthy diet of nuts also. But our main thing is the fruits and vegetables. So evidently the grocery stores are seeing big dividends on changing around their uh, their sections. 
So, um, and I, I will tell you before we go into the article that I saw on this, uh, at Walmart, uh, they've got just a few books left. It's called Fruit or Vegetable, and it's for kids. And uh, it's uh, it says ages for 8 to 11. I don't know if it's that age for sure or if it's for smaller kids. But it's called Fruit or Vegetable. And so that might be something you can look up online and see if they got a book that you can give for your grandkids or for your own kids or for a daycare or church, who knows. So uh, you might want to look uh, that up. It looks like an interesting book. Okay, so we're going to be right back. You're listening to Community Garden Revolution, and my name is Mary Huckel. And we're going to go over that uh, little news article about uh, Kroger and Walmart sales that are soaring on produce. Hate to be a I told you so person, but I told you so. Okay, <laughs> and then we're also going to go into the part of the Old Farmer's Almanac having a garden club, gardening club. Yeah, gardening club. So I'm seeing if we can incorporate somehow something about community gardens, if they're allowed, or community gardening or something, you know, in the articles or something. Hey, why not? And I've also asked the Harris uh, Almanac uh, folks if they would do that too, the, uh, the Harris Farmer's Almanac. So uh, we'll see. You never know. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to Community Garden Revolution, and my name is Mary Hugel, and uh, it's a great holiday season. I was starting to play those darn bells again, uh, but here's what you wanted to listen to. Back to Community Garden Revolution. My name is Mary Huckel, and I'm sitting here. Uh, we're going to get rain uh, today and tomorrow, and the people above us, because we just talked to some folks there in Wisconsin today, and uh, they have got a lot of rain going on, and they realize that they could get blizzard conditions coming. Uh, they're very excited. <laughs> Not. Uh, so we do uh, say our, our prayers for the folks that could be uh, affected by the coming storm. Uh, it's going to be an interesting winter, I feel, so just uh, buckle up and uh, have some supplies around. That's what we're working on, and make sure we have supplies around, and uh, make sure that you keep uh, healthy as best you can. So for sure, eat those fruits and vegetables. I kid you not, vegetables? Vegetables. The fruits and vegetables. And uh, do eat those at a good little pace. It doesn't mean you have to eat them all the time. Uh, sometimes we have meals without something, but... Um, we at least feel that we eat healthy enough, uh, and it does help us with our health. It does help us if we catch something. And for the last two winters, because the weather's been up and down uh, for us here in the Midwest, uh, we haven't caught as many issues as other folks maybe have. Uh, I think the conditions of the weather have been helping us. Uh, we we like the idea of it being warmer. Um you know, we all we're trying try to always toy around the idea of going to Florida uh, x amount of time or or whatever. But um, so we're just waiting to see what we do. But uh, for us, health wise, we like it that we don't catch some of these bugs or or the flu has been tough uh, has been a different strain this year. And I read that last year that was coming, so evidently it's here. And uh, we do want to make sure you wash your hands. Uh, be sure to take care of yourself because. Again, as a business person, when I look at the cost of, okay, it takes, you know, money to go to the doctor, then it takes money off two, three days for you to be off because you want to make sure you're going to be past whatever and be healthy. 
to me, it wasn't ever worth it. And I always got ticked off when I got a, you know, a flu. And uh, so we attacked things differently, and uh, it's helped out for me since the late 90s. So I can't complain. Uh, now, <laughs> I hope that doesn't mean that next week I get something. <laughs> so <laughs> you know how that is. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and look at this. This is from MSNBC, and uh, it's from Market Watch. And I like that news uh, grouping. Great newsletter. And they were talking about how Kroger and Walmart focus on produce as the sales are soaring. And they feel it's because uh, grocers are freshening up their produce sections to draw in more health-conscious shoppers. Now, um, I believe it's basically that people are aware of uh, eating better, and so that's what they're doing. That's what I want to say. One moment, please. I don't know whether that's really true or not, but that's what I feel. And it says produce sales in the U.S. rose to $62 billion this year from $60.8 billion in 2018, according to some research from Nielsen. Now, that's a lot of money. That's just some produce, folks. And they say that this is a bright spot for them in the industry uh, because they've got some uh, heavy uh, challenges ahead to try to stay open. They've got low-margin uh, businesses, and they want to have uh, more profits. And so uh, this is a way that they can go in there and um, sell another product that they've always had and uh, be able to make more money. And uh, Kroger, evidently, is uh, already reaching $1 billion in sales for organic produce. Uh, again, I don't know a whole lot about uh, the organic stuff. We don't eat that stuff. We've tried the bananas. And I kid you not, it seems like between the grocery store and getting it uh, back home, maybe one day the banana's bad. Now, we have regular bananas, and they'll go bad in like two or three days, but we've also had regular bananas that went bad in a day. So I don't know if it's a magic thing they got on them or if it's temperature change or I don't know what what it is, but uh, maybe because it takes so long to get bananas there and then they have to sit there before they get them out. You know, I don't know what the key is there, but we get so frustrated. So I used to, when we got to bananas, um, we used to get X amount of bananas, and I know, know that uh, if it got down to three or four, I like using four because it gives a little bit more flavor, but when it got down to three bananas, then I can make banana bread. Well, we always freeze it. We don't eat it all at the same time that we make something. So uh, it got to the point where we had uh, banana breads all backed up because my mom particularly, she likes to uh, eat bananas. And, and um, whenever I eat one, then I've got to make sure I cut it in half and put peanut butter in it. Otherwise, I'm not eating it. So um, <laughs> so uh, we've had a lot of banana bread over the years and uh, had to give them away. But uh, uh, that's what we do with bananas because we're not having good luck with them. But uh, that's just us, you know, it's something we're doing. But anyway, so um, let's see here. I've got to change the thing again. Hold one second. Oh, when the computer works right, it works right. One second, y'all. I'm sorry. Sometimes this computer does its own thing. I've got a new computer uh, a year or two ago. Uh, let's see here. Let's see what the other information is on the story. Very hard to find it. Okay, let's see. Okay, now let's see. Uh, like the Stop and Shop, which operates 400 stores in New York. Never heard of it. 
uh, in New England and New Jersey, they said they would invest $70 million to remodel 21 stores and allow more space for produce. That's a lot of bucks, kids. I, I You know, that's a lot of bucks. And uh, they're finding that uh, sometimes the produce is easily bruised in transit, you know, from the uh, storage places getting to the retailers. And sometimes that leads to a higher loss rate uh, for other products. I feel that's probably what the problem is with those darn bananas. But uh, who? what do I know? I'm not in their in- industry. Uh, then uh, the number one reason why a consumer chooses to stop at a given retailer uh, sometimes is because of the wide range of, of uh, fruits and vegetables of, of available. Isn't that interesting? And, uh, of course, there are different uh, price reductions uh, at the chain store um, that happen with these uh, products. And uh, um, let's see here. Juice bars are even showing up i haven't seen one ourselves within the midwest so i don't know uh, but they just, uh, show up uh, by themselves they don't go to the grocery store so hold a second here let's see here uh now i've never heard of these people smart and final stores uh doubled their space for produce in the past four years and it's a california-based company which has um Added packaged salads, prepared vegetables, new refrigerated cases, and about 140 organic produce items. Wow, 140 organic produce items. Man, we should maybe should start looking at uh, what's going on there. And the upside is that they have customers that still want to come back in again and again because they're seeing all this fresh food. Now, we have a Myers also in town, and they do an excellent job as far as uh, displaying their produce. I mean, it's so yummy when you first walk in the door and you see that to the left. Um, with all the different various kinds of fruits and vegetables, and I mean various. Uh, we live in a middle market town in the Midwest, and we didn't have all those kinds of different other varieties available to us. Um, I, not that I've eaten them. I, I'm a very bland person. and But it's exciting to see all the different stuff they got there that you're aware of that's out there, or you see it in restaurants, or you see it in the cooking shows, or that kind of thing. So it's kind of interesting to see uh, what the different, um, you know, grocery stores like or want to present to you uh, because everyone's different in how they're going to approach it. So that is awesome, very awesome. So congratulations to the grocery stores in that you're trying to do something that's going to be good for the customer. Hello, hello. (laughs) And provide them something they want to (laughs) eat because they'll go elsewhere. Uh, let's see here. Let me look down here. One second here. Uh, yeah, that's about it in that show, the information. Um, let's see. Walmart is evidently widening the aisles and installing bins to have its produce sections look like farmer's markets. That's pretty neat. I think that's probably right. And the organic grocer called Sprouts Farmer's Market Incorporated is carrying more specialty items such as cotton candy grapes. That's interesting. I never heard of that one, but that's very interesting. And um, some stores are, of course, carrying you know, a wide variety of apples, which I love, because some of them work good for pies and some of them work good for your fruit cups or whatever. So, um, you know, they're still taking a risk at it, but they feel that uh, the numbers and the interest in fresh uh, merchandising uh, and showing off these uh, great foods and, of course, uh, showing the her- herbs that are there in the stores, um, they feel it's worth the money. Now, I'm telling you, back again with that stop and shop, with they're spending $70 million to remodel 21 stores. 
make more space for produce. That's a lot of bucks, I'm telling y'all. I, I kid you not, that's a lot of money. So how about that? Interesting, huh? Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> okay, now we're going to tell you that the USDA is collecting data for two special studies that are coming up in case you get something like that in the ne- in the mail. Uh, so keep that in mind. It's um, uh, an organic survey or the census of horticultural specialties. And so they would hope that maybe you get to fill it out for them. So here we go with this story. Data collection is underway for two USDA special studies, the Organic Survey and the Census of Horticultural Specialties. Both studies build off of information that came out of the 2017 Census of Agriculture. These special studies are super important because it gives us more detailed special information on these particular commodities or practices. Daphne Schauber manages the 2019 Organic Survey, which will ask producers a host of questions on their acreage, their crop and livestock production, their marketing practices, income and expenses. And she adds the resulting report will have many uses. That's beneficial for researchers that are looking at, you know, doing specific research for organic production, looking at better crop insurance programs that provides crop insurance companies information that they need, uh, policymakers, farm organizations use it. Meanwhile, Lakia Jones urges producers to respond to the census of horticultural specialties, which includes a wide range of ag products. Primarily floriculture, nursery, uh, specialty crops, different plants. Trees, like in the questionnaire, we have sections about Christmas trees and short rotation woody crops. We have that, we have aquatic plants, vegetable seeds, things of that nature. Respondents to the horticultural census are targeted. We're sending them out to producers who grew or sold $10,000 in horticultural specialty products during 2019. Sample size is about 40,000 people. And what kinds of questions are on the survey? We will be asking about the production of said horticultural crops, we'll be asking about sales, expenses how they're using the operation for future use. And the biggest thing is that we are mostly concerned with, actually we're only concerned about 2019. So we're only concerned with the reference year. For both surveys, producers have three ways to respond, online, by phone, or by using the postage paid envelope to mail the survey back to USDA. The preferred method is online. The best thing about it is that you can save your responses. So if you start on the questionnaire and then you need to step away for a second, you can come back and complete your questionnaire. Or if you need to go reference your records to review something before completing the questionnaire, you can do that. You can start it, stop, and then come back to it with no problem. The deadline for responses to the 2019 organic survey comes first on January 10, 2020. The deadline for responses to the 2019 Census of Horticultural Specialties is February 5, 2020. This is Stephanie Ho for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. Thanks, Stephanie. Now, when I go into a grocery store, I see these wonderful displays of zucchini noodles and uh, squash noodles and all kinds of other stuff. And I don't have a spiralizer, is what I guess they call them, spiralizers. So um, this gal is going to tell us how to make zucchini noodles without a spiralizer. And you've got those materials at home, kiddos, so uh, more than likely. So I think she gives us three different options of how you can do it. And uh, now you can do this, uh, have those uh, zucchini noodle kind of things at home and the other vegetable ones like the carrots and whatever. So here we go. alternative to pasta. But what do you do if you don't have a fancy spiralizer on hand? Don't worry. 
I'm going to show you three alternative methods. First up, a good old-fashioned vegetable peeler. I'm going to start by peeling the zucchini into long ribbons. And the more pressure you apply with the vegetable peeler, the thicker your zucchini noodles will be. I'm going to stack the ribbons on top of each other. And then all that's left to do is cut our ribbons into noodles. And then they're all set to use in your favorite recipe. Option number two, a box grater works wonders to make zucchini noodles. You just want to make sure that you're using the largest sized hole, and you're going to start by slicing off the ends of the zucchini. And then carefully grate the zucchini down the box grater. And that's all there is to it, zucchini noodles in just seconds. And last but not least, a mandolin is your best bet for getting consistently sized zucchini noodles. It's important that you set the mandolin to an eighth of an inch thick and that you have the julienne blade facing up so you get really thin noodles. Start by cutting off the ends of the zucchini. And then you're going to carefully run the zucchini down the mandolin. Perfect zucchini noodles every time. There you have it, zucchini noodles, three ways, no spiralizer needed. And that's wonderful. Uh, what she did on those, those zucchini, when she did the blades, she'd take a knife and then she'd go ahead and cut them in little slivers uh, all the way through, all the way down, you know, from the top to the bottom. So that's how she got it to be uh, blades of noodles. So uh, that's a, a way of doing it. And then uh, when she used the grater, then she used it with a long way down, and that's how you grate it down so you get the longer pieces. Otherwise, when you grate it, if you did uh, with just the uh, smaller area, uh, then you just get small pieces. So use it from the top part of the the uh, zucchini and the larger part and go down. So, yeah, yeah, you know, tricks of the trade. But I think that's great. So if you don't want to buy a spiralizer, do that. Do it that way. So, okay, let's see here. Um, then we've got, uh, let's see here. We've got some information about uh, the avoiding the uh, uh, farm cross crisis of the 80s, but I think that one's too long, so we're not going to go that way. We're going to go ahead and uh, let's talk about the uh, old farmer's almanac, okay, for a brief minute here. Uh, that's what it will be because we've got about three more, three or four more minutes. So, um the Almanac, the Old Farmer's Almanac Gardening Club, they've got. And you can look at it online uh, to the Almanac, the Farmer's Almanac, uh, the Old Farmer's Almanac Gardening Club. They have a charter membership. They're evidently starting it. And uh, you get a value of, like, instead of $54.84, it's supposed to be $24.97. And they renew it each year, uh, I think it's in August, on your credit card for you if you want it. And uh, you get uh, the Old Farmer's Almanac Garden Guide. You get, um, which I think is a nice little kind of like a magazine kind of thing. It has all kinds of tips and ideas. And uh, then you get two different, uh, you get the, tw like the tw for this year, you get the 2020 Gardening Wall Calendar and the 2020 Old Farmer's Almanac Classic Edition. And then I believe you get another year, too, for free, I think. 
And then, yeah, an Almanac Extra, one monthly digital magazine. Uh, you get uh, another uh, digital library uh, from the magazine that's 40-plus issues. Uh, then you get the uh, two free uh, Old Farmer's Almanacs. So I'm not sure what dates those are. It must be on one picture. It looks like it's all the same. So I'm not sure if you get two or three of those. Uh, but um, let's see if it says anything. Uh, I can't tell you that for sure. So, But anyway, it's a, a, a magazine kind of thing that's called the uh, Farmer's Almanac Garden Guide. I like it. It's very colorful. It has some ideas in there. It shows you different, you know, kind of uh, mm, uh, vegetables and fruits that are there. And then it has the 2020 Gardening Wall Calendar. It's a full-color illustrations of uh, fruits, flowers, herbs, and more. And uh, then it has a helper to uh, show you how to plant a fabulous uh, flower garden and gives you some advice and that kind of thing. And they're really big in this chart of planting by the moon. Now, I know some people just only use that idea. I'm familiar with that, and it's usually older folks. Um, but uh, uh, we've heard a lot of that. Uh, oh, we can't do it until it's, you know, up to the moon. Okay. <laughs> and then they've got the old farmer's almanac, actually the the uh, vice planner. And then uh, they've got an extra thing that they use uh, is for interaction on the internet, and uh, gives you advice and and help lift you up as far as confidence and whatever. And um, has some e uh, expert cultivation tips. So this is a new gardening thing that they've got out there, and um, I want to go ahead and make sure that I keep in contact with them. I'd love to interview them and see if we can do something about having uh, community gardens in there somehow, and maybe uh, the American Community Garden Association can kind of step in there and kind of show some ideas or whatever is what I'm thinking. Uh, who knows? They may say, forget that, but uh, it's the Old Farmers Almanac Gardening Club. I think it's a wonderful idea. Uh, it's They say it's for folks with a green thumb. Whether you have a green thumb or not, I'd check it out and see it because anything that can help you or give you an edge, uh, that's what we're for. Now, we like to make sure our soil or our dirt is good, so sometimes we'll have to scrape off the top part of it and then replenish it with some uh, dirt. I believe I've told you this before in the past. It works out well for us uh, because some of that dirt can get bad. That's why farmers do rotation of their dirt and how they can create uh, a new way of uh, getting a lot more uh, uh, product, you know, uh, to grow. So uh, there's all kinds of tricks and trades out there. You just got to find out where's the information and how you can learn something. I always like to have a lot of different newsletters and different articles to read from because you can always get a nugget here and there. Not everybody's got all the true whatever. So uh, that's just an option for you to look up the Old Farmer's Almanac and check them out and check out this new gardening club. So, yay. <laughs> Things are changing. People are going to eat better. We hope, we hope. So keep with it. And go to your grocery stores and realize that they do listen to you and they are trying to make adjustments. So more fruits and vegetables out there. Yay. All right. Well, you've been listening to Community Garden Revolution. My name is Mary Huckel, and I'm so glad you joined us today. Have a great Community Garden Day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.